Throughout history, animals have worked for man. I keep alive! And man has fed and cared for them. What about the animals? I'll let them rot. Where's our food? I'm so hungry. But now, in this valley, on this farm, in this barn, man is our enemy. Things are about to change. Remove man, and we will become free and equal. Free and equal. Based on one of the most important and controversial books of our time. What's going on in there? Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. And you are listening to Television Movie Night here in the last week of August. Mark, summer's over, man. Is it? It's over. It's no. done. We got to go back to school. No. Doesn't, isn't it still summer until like October 10th no, or something man. ridiculous? We got to get our backpacks. We got to go to Target and get a bunch of pencils and oh man colored pencils i saw that tv ad where they say it's the most wonderful time of the year and it made me sad because i knew what it was talking about we gotta get like uh scissors protractors protractors and a compass i have to get a whiteboard i'm not allowed to get i can do math i'm not allowed to get a trapper keeper that's why not because you're only it's sixth grade and above oh but i want to get a trapper keeper then, yeah, then you'll be cool. No, all I get is spiral notebooks and folders. Lame. Then I gotta cover all my books, so I gotta get a bunch of paper bags. And then I gotta do Those that. Those cost 10 cents each. <sighs> yeah, it's all marked up now, Mark. Yeah. Oh, got this big list here of, uh, you know, the stuff I'm supposed to get, you know? Right. And I was supposed to read all these goddamn books over the summer. Certainly didn't do that. Well, thankfully, weren't some of the books uh, Frankenstein? Frankenstein, and then there was Robin Hood. Yeah. So I was so excited to write this essay about hacking. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Mark, uh, what would you say? How would you grade your summer this year? You know, did you get that get that uh, summer summer dream? D minus. Uh, I don't know. It's like what is summer fling? Don't mean a thing. Yeah, what, or whatever. You know, it's like new new year, new you. Is there like something for the summer? Oh, new, like new midsummer, new midmark. Yeah, yeah. New 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 midseason. New, new, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. <laughs> You're gonna watch Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my summer's been going great. You That's know. That's good. But what uh, would you grade it as? I would um, I'd give it like a, you know, like a seventy nine. Okay. It's out of a million. Oh. oh. Uh, I actually go to one of those new AG Montessori schools. We don't have oh, grades. It's, uh, like a picture. Yeah, it's like it's, a frowning face. It's a um, it's like a really happy goat. Oh, okay. How I would describe this summer. Uh, yeah, this certainly isn't the greatest of all time, though. No. That was the summer of. Steve, I believe. Yeah, the summer Steve's still going on. Sure, please don't it's inside of please all. Please don't of us. sully the name. That name, the summer of Steve, is living long and strong inside mm-hmm. all the true believers. Yeah, the 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 Stevers. Yes, true right. Stevers. <laughs> Jot that down. All right, we're making sure. Going on the board. <laughs> Uh, anything else going on in your life? You know, did you go to uh, go to the batting cages or anything? How did you celebrate the last week of summer? 
fireworks. I didn't went know, out to the lake. I did not know that it was the last week of summer. Nah, so you gotta get out there. I don't know. I'll go to a Dodger you know, game. You gotta, How's that you, gotta sound? you gotta win the big regatta. You know what I did? I saw Blinded by the Light. Oh, the uh, the uh, Bruce Springsteen movie. Yes. How was it? Horrible. Oh God. I've never been more upset in a movie in my life. Is it because you were really anticipating some good Bruce and it just didn't happen? They, uh, they didn't. Well, I will say they did not pick deep tracks. They picked basically the hits to play. Of course they would because it's a jukebox uh, musical. Sort of. It's called? Sort of. Uh-huh. It's the story of a teenager who doesn't quite fit in amongst his peer group. Mm-hmm. Discovers the music of Bruce Springsteen years after Bruce Springsteen was popular. Mm-hmm. So everybody thinks he's dumb because he likes this old music. Yeah. And then they make fun of him. Dumb guy. But then he shapes his worldview around the music of Bruce Springsteen. Andrew, if this sounds familiar, it's because it's my life. Oh, God. And watching, I've never related to a character or a story more. Okay. So it's a character. It's a one-to-one to your life experience. Yes. So were you anticipating more like quips, you know, like the funny things that you say? No, no. Where's the funny thing I say? No, no. What happened was I was like, oh God, I remember this. Mm -hmm. I remember when I recited Bruce Springsteen lyrics to a girl that I liked. Oh no. And in the movie, she's like, oh, you're hot. But I was like, no, she should laugh at him. And it's like, she should pants him. Fucking baby town frog. Yeah, she should ask him if he's he's got brain problems and then say, oh, I already know you do. You suck. (laughs) And then she should trip him. So it was a lot of stuff like scenes happening where I'm like, I remember something very similar to this happening in my life, mm-hmm. and I hated it then, and I hate it now. Okay, so... So are, maybe if I you, didn't hate myself so much, I would find this movie to be very charming and uplifting. Are you mad because the cuts weren't deeper, knowing that you were in the same situation, and you're like, I obviously would not have quoted this uh, A-side no, first no, yes, cut. No. I would have gone... The live the, album, the live out, al- the live song that was—it's a bootleg series that like didn't be, didn't get released on CD outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. until you know nineteen seventy uh, nineteen ninety five. So you know, but yeah, deeper cuts, deeper cuts are what I would have picked. Mm-hmm. And then the girl wouldn't have fallen in love with me. She would have called me a weirdo. Yeah, and instead, then we, the rest of the movie is just you. Quietly sitting in your room listening to a CD player. Just... Yeah, just crying, just sobbing over and over again. Uh, well, that's exciting. You know, the boss. Yeah, it was the boss. The boss, all right. It was nice to hear Bruce Springsteen songs in a movie theater mm. as opposed to, you know, whatever speakers I have in my car. Yeah. So there's that. You're hearing the low ends. You're hearing, hearing the you, hi-fi. You, you, you hear, you're hearing them ask if uh, the band's been good this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're better now. Nah. <laughs> that's better that's, what, nah, those are my only two. That's the only one that's that my you only know. two Bruce Springsteen <laughs> touchdowns. Blinded by the light, and, and then Santa, Santa Claus, Claus is coming, coming to town. town. Yeah, I'm assuming those are the only two songs he ever did. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. Okay. It's weird that he's so obsessed with someone that only wrote two songs. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's uh, it's like people who uh, are you know huge super fans of Oasis. Right. They only have like three albums, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mark, this is Television Movie Night. It's your home and resource for made-for-TV movies. Because it's August, we have been watching in the month, this month of August, August. Which is what it is. The eighth month. Still. 
We've been watching made-for-TV classics. That is, it is classical literature adaptations uh, in made-for-TV formats. We watched Frankenstein. Yes, that was great. Robin of Loxley. That was a lot of fun. Robin Hood. And this week, to cap off the month, we are watching a perennial high school favorite, Animal Farm. Animal Farm. George Orwell's Animal Farm. You and I are going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call, Well, What Do You Know? Mark. Yes. What do you know about Animal Farm? The book in general? Sure. Uh, Andrew, uh, I would like to point out that we seem to inadvertently have picked only books by English authors. Hmm. Like English-speaking authors or... No, from from England. From uh, England. England. Robert England. Yes. <laughs> Freddy's back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> New nightmares. You're, you're on prime time. Bitch. And then he smashes a big made-for-TV movie over our heads. Oh, God. Uh, well, inadvertently, but that's kind of... I was kind of looking at a high school reading list. And, yeah. Um, that's what you would expect. Okay, so Anyways. George Orwell. George Orwell... You may know him because he wrote 1984. 1984, yeah. Which is a dystopic future novel. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also, some would say the originator of what we consider to be the dystopic future novel. Dystopian, yeah. Dystopian novel. He wrote this book called Animal Farm. Mm -hmm. Andrew, here's what I know about Animal Farm. I read this book when I was 12, and my cousin was 14. You read it at 12? Yes. Seems a little heady for a 12-year-old. Obviously, it's an allegory, so you're like, oh, the pigs are bad. That's a shame, but... No, I knew what it was. You know, you're like, ah, Trotsky, got it. Well, I didn't know Trotsky, (laughs) but I was like, I think this is about communists. Anyways, (laughs) I was reading it. I I distinctly remember reading it in a car with my cousin, Jeff, and we were driving somewhere, and Jeff was like, what is that? And I said, it's Animal Farm. It's about these animals that take over a farm. And he was like, that sounds dumb and like a kid's book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's no, dumb, it's a dumb baby book. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, no, it's not. It's a metaphor for like government and stuff. And he was like, with animals. Sure. And uh, gotcha. It's hurt ever since. It's I remember this exactly. Do you want to call him now? No, it'll hurt too much. Because then it'll be like, oh, you're still talking about that dumb baby book? The baby book about animals? Like farmyard frolics yeah oh i'm sorry sorry i'm not is this your is this your farmville podcast <laughs> you're like no no it's on wednesdays and then he'll come over and just smack the podcast oh, out of our hands cool yeah it's an allegory mark yeah so george orwell wrote this book about the george orwell was i believe claimed to be a socialist he was a democratic socialist right so yeah. he was into the idea of the collective working together in a positive way but when he wrote the book in the 50s, he was aware... 1950... I don't know. I don't have Anyways, he said, I'm going to write a thing about how the Soviet Union fucked everything up. Yeah. They set the, they set the wrong tone. Yes. And mm. I also know this. There was an animated movie produced in London in the 50s, uh, paid for by the CIA. Really? Yes. They wanted to get the word out that communism was bad? Yes. The CIA set up a bunch of shell companies to buy buy the rights to the book and then produce it into a 
mainstream film. And that movie was called Robin of Loxley. Robin of Loxley. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus. the plots are identical. Well, and, uh, it's, uh, it was only years later that people found out that the CIA was was pulling the strings on this one. So, Animal Farm, though, I feel like is a staple. It is a staple in high school literature classes. Even yes. if you're not in the hoity-toity honors or AP classes, you're going to read Animal Farm. Well, you're going to be assigned Animal Farm. And, and then, then you'll probably, you'll watch, probably this. watch this movie and get a lot wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this adaptation of Animal Farm premiered on TNT. Animal Farm is a good book. It is a book about a bunch of puppets that are on a farm. <laughs> Frazier is there. Frazier is He's there. really funny. But Niles is not, and that made me sad. I wish Niles was there. I think the old pig was Martin. I'm not sure. It sounded like him. And that was my summer vacation. And then a hungover teacher is like, B+. Plus. Uh, good job. This premiered on TNT on October 3rd, 1999, so just a year before the Willennium. Yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were about quickly approaching the Willennium. The, uh, the uh, Sega Dreamcast had only been released a month prior, well, so yes, a, of course, a, lonely, a nation turned this. their lonely eyes to Animal Farm yeah, on to TNT. TNT for entertainment. Uh, this was directed by John Stevenson, who appears to mostly be a creature effects supervisor for a bunch of... Uh, Jim Henson-involved projects like Babe, 101 Dalmatians, The Storyteller, and Lost in Space, and The Odyssey as well. Which we did not get around to watching this time and probably never will. It's long. It's like I know. It's it's like like three hours. Six hours. But uh, he directed this. This was written by Alan James. Well, obviously, it's a teleplay. Teleplay by Alan James, who appears to have written, again... A bunch of, I'm going to say, made-up UK shows. <laughs> uh, you know, that... that uh, hum, Birdbeak. That humdinger Prospects and, you know, Emmerdale. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a precursor to Riverdale. Smokemouth. Yeah. They got... Um, it's like uh, Jughead's gritty past in Emmerdale. Well, no, grit, it's Jughead's dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, who was a part... Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. Hold okay. on. Okay, here we go. Grandpa Jughead yeah. was a part of the British crime underground. Mm. He had to flee. It's the story of him fleeing there to come to Riverdale. Mm. Right? He goes from Emmerdale to, to Riverdale. To Riverdale, yeah. And uh, also written by Martin Burke who I believe is going to end up, aside from uh, Geared and Trueblood, yeah. who may become the patron saint of <laughs> television movie night, uh, Martin has written a bunch of television movies that I feel like are going to be featured at okay. some point on the show. Give me some names. Pirates of Silicon Valley. Yes, we'll get around to it. The Pentagon Wars. I remember that one. Uh, the Second Civil War. Pentagon Wars is a big HBO movie with... Yeah. Uh, Carrie Elwes, Elwes, and uh, Kelsey Grammer, the Second Civil War, and this guy is a co-writer on Top Secret, <laughs> <laughs> the the Val Kilmer movie. The, yes, the Abram Zucker, uh, Zucker Abram Zucker film. Yeah. Yes, which if you haven't seen, it I, is fantastic. It is, it, like everyone it is points to Airplane, but like fucking Top Secret. There is a lot of good stuff yeah, in that film. Yeah, there's a lot of great jokes And I feel like there. people don't talk about that movie enough. It's great. All the forced perspective stuff is, is I Silly. fucking love it. Yeah. Cut they, a Rug is his song. 
I the 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 Beach Boys like gun song at the top of the movie is insane. Trigger and happy, cr- I think it's called. Trigger happy is Weird Al's. Oh, but uh, it's in that vein, and I forget what it's called. Yeah. But like the underwater fight scene that like the cowboy fight scene, the cowboy yeah, fight scene that happens underwater, and as you're watching it, and as it goes on, you're like. It's one thing to be like, oh, that's funny. But the more it goes on, the more in my mind, I'm thinking, God damn, did they have to plan? That must have taken It took for fucking ever to, to plan this because it's like it's in a tank. Like shooting underwater is tough, but yeah. then to have all these sight gags and stunt work. Ugh. Like when the train stops and then we look out the window and then we see the platform move away because yeah. it's on a separate. Oh, yeah, that's funny. God damn. Go watch Top Secret. Listen to the end of this. Yeah. Do your homework before September before the school starts, <laughs> and then go watch Top Secret. This movie is starring uh, some big names for nineteen ninety nine. Huge names. We got Kelsey Grammer. Yes. Boss, boss is here. Boss. I'm the motherfucking snowball. This motherfucking farm. That's what he says. He mm-hmm. says it. Ian Holm. They're milking us hard. Hard. <laughs> They're not milking us hard. <laughs> Uh, Ian Holm from uh, Lord of the Rings yes. plays Bilbo. Of course. British actor. Very well known. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. From Seinfeld. From Seinfeld. The second, uh, The New Adventures of Old Christine. That's correct. Um, that season of Curb. Yes. Veep. Perhaps of course. you've heard all of these shows. Julia Ormond from Sa- uh, Temple Grandin. Yes. She was also the lead in Sabrina. Yes. With Harrison Ford. Yes. Andrew, I mostly know her as um, Don Draper's mother-in-law in the later seasons yeah, of- Yeah, she's in Mad Men. Mad yeah. Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Stewart is here. Captain Kirk himself. No. He's uh, Janeway. Captain Janeway that's himself. Right, that's right. Cisco. That's right. You know, uh, <laughs> Captain Enterprise. Yes. I don't know Scott Bakula's name <laughs> in that show. <laughs> Dr. Enterprise, I think it is. <laughs> And then, uh, how do you, oh, what is it, Pete? Uh, Pete Postlewaite. Act one. Yes. Animal farm. Yes. Rains are falling on the woods and uh, on a farm. You know? In VO, we hear Jessie, who's a border collie. Yes. And she says that her and her animal friends have been hiding in the woods from Napoleon and his spies. His goons. But after years, she senses that they can come back. Right. She says, a cleansing rain has come that will destroy the farm. Great sign that not even zero seconds into this film is material that is not in the source material. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I... Um... There's... This is... A, this Something runs throughout this thing, and I think that part of it is that, like... This movie was made after the fall of the Soviet Union. So, so in, in an in attempt to like, they can be like, okay, so here it's, we can add the epilogue that the book didn't have the foresight yeah. to write. I think that's what it is. We then fade back to some years ago. Jesse points out she's blind. Yeah. Which is a real downer for a book to start with. It's like, I'm an old blind dog. And I'll be your. But she's only I'll blind. In, she's only blind in some shots because later in the movie she's not blind. Well, or, yeah. Well. We fade to some years, uh, uh, some years ago, and we see the Pilkingtons ride up to Manor Farm. Right, and they seem like some real shitheads. Uh, they're a bunch. They're the Dursley family from Harry Potter. Yeah, they're you a got bunch of fat th- assholes, fat goobers. They got uh, Mister and Missus Pilkington, and then their two brats who are uh, using a slingshot to shoot rocks at animals that are on the farm. Andrew, did it look like they were actually harming animals to get these shots? 
I think they were just throwing something off screen, not hard enough to hurt them, but to like tap them, and they just kind of jump a little bit. Okay, all right. I don't know. They, they I don't. Think, I did not see an ASPCA thing at the end of this movie. I didn't necessarily watch all the credits all the way through. So, well, it didn't have a rock and Jimmy Buffett. That's theme true. Song at the end, that's how you get going people to, to the stay. farm. Gonna enjoy animal. Meanwhile, Jesse informs uh, the animals of the farm that there's a big meeting in the barn tonight. Yeah, you know, we're gonna vote. Spread the word. We're voting for a city comptroller or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. Mr. Pilkington then meets up with Farmer Jones, who is uh, Pete Postlewaddle. <laughs> Postlewaite. It's not that hard. Uh, Pete is a, a live, he's one of the few live action actors in this. Yes. And, uh, you know, he's a classically trained English actor. He shows up in a lot of stuff. I think if you saw his face, you'd recognize him. Yes. He's Died in, in 2011. Uh, he was in a number of British films. In this movie, we meet him when he is drunk and trying to hoa row with his uh, horse boxer, mm-hmm. but because he's so drunk, it's all it's just a bunch of wampus. It's yes. all it's nothing is gonna work. Topsy turvy. Seems like Jones owes uh, Mr. Pilkington some cash, right? And the two of them have a very terse conversation where uh, Pilkington says, "Don't worry, we'll figure this out at a party tonight that I'm yes. having." Jones then turns after the Pilkingtons. This leave. stuff is also not in the book. I want to point yeah, out. Yeah, this a lot of stuff just kind of gets the, the Which, farmer characters kind of get melded together into just one yeah, or two it's, characters. It's, it's strange because the obviously the book is about the rise of the Soviet Union mm-hmm. and how it collapsed out of its big beautiful dreams. This movie does a lot to imply that the capitalists are also to blame. Yeah. Because this Pilkington loaned this guy money at a predatory rate, knowing he would never be able to pay him back. And so now he's drowning his sorrows in booze. Right. But he's also on the hook for this money. So this paints Jones as a more sympathetic figure than the book does as well. Yes. The blame is squarely on Jones in, in, the, book, in the book. Yes. Mismanagement of the farm is what leads to the, the overthrow. Re- the revolution. Yeah. Jones then turns to yell at Boxer and almost hits him, but Jesse runs over and knocks down Jones before he does. Right. Seems like this dog killed him right out of the gate. Seems like it, which I was like, fuck yes, I yeah, love this movie. He's done. Do it. But uh, they, uh, he, he wakes up and uh, Jesse runs away. And Mrs. Jones, wonderful woman. We're all, <laughs> We're all very, very fond of her. Fond of her. Uh, comes blustering up like uh, the Andy Cap's wife. And then <laughs> she's got a rolling pin in Calls her hand. him a drunk, throws a bucket of water on him and says, I've got to go to the train station. Get your shit together. And uh, Joan says, oh, boy, another another great day, <coughs> another life on the farm. In the barn that night, old Major, who is a giant boar pig. Horrifically uh, large. Huge, like a big, fat old pig, lays out some plans that he says he saw in a dream. Peter Ustinov is the voice of the pig, right? Old, yes, and uh, old Major is a lot of the animals are either live action animals with that when they talk are CG mouths. Right. Creepily. Or, or uh, they are Jim Henson creature shop creations. Yeah. And so Old Major here is strictly a big old puppet. Right. Which cool. I think it looks cool. And a cool. pretty good one. It's a really, it's it's effective is what it is. Yeah. Because old- we, don't, we don't need him to move around. He stands at the top in the barn loft 
and gives his big uh, grandiose speech. I yeah. think all the puppet work looks pretty good. Old Major is definitely a puppet. I think anytime there's close-ups of the pigs, they are definitely puppets. It's it's yes. You and get, there's one of the dog. Jess, there's a Jesse puppet, Old Major, Snowball, Napoleon, Squealer, and Boxer. There's a boxer. Boxer there's is a, a definitely. There's when a he's donkey. Down, there's a donkey a one as yeah. well. And some of the chickens are puppets uh, as well. Yes, definitely. But there are some, all the CG looks bad. Dated and bad. I so, mean, it's, it's, the, I haven't seen the live action Lion King, but from what I hear, it's a similar issue. It just, where it, it's like, that, well, all that, of it is CG. There's no real animals in that. Yes. Well, what if, if I can finish, can I finish? <laughs> can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? One of the things that's like disconcerting about the live action CG, whatever, photorealistic Lion King is that, the mouths of the animals move like animal mouths, but words come out of them. Yeah. So like Zazu is just a bird, so its beak is just going up and down, up and down, up and down. But, but you don't see the lip enunciation right. on the so words, so, so it's, it's just like this, this puppet. Just you're like, It's like there's an open mouth and a closed mouth. Yeah, why does everything look good except for when it tries to talk like a human? I'll tell you why, because it doesn't have a human mouth. Well, the puppet work, though, there is, you're getting that. It's, but it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily like a Muppet that's up there. Right. It's There is uh, articulation in the mouth movement. On the pigs. On yes. the pigs, yes. Yes. On the dogs, it doesn't look as good. No. But on the pigs and the horse, it generally looks pretty good. And there are times when other characters need to move that they couldn't get any real animal to do it. Right. So that CG stands out a lot more. The rat character definitely stands Terrible. out. Yeah. All right. So Old Major lays out some plans he saw in a dream. He describes that animals are held under the boot of humans and that man is our enemy. Now, while he's giving this speech, we're also intercutting in between the party that's happening as Joan s- sweats over the fact that he owes uh, Pilkington a ton of money. Yeah. And he just asked him, I just need a little bit a little, little bit more just to float along. And then at the end of that Once year, the you harvest have, comes, I'll be you able have to your you. money. Old Major then pushes that animals don't need men. Once you remove man, they will be free and equal. Yes. Which is what the sheep then, you know, they recite. Re- recite. They free respond. and equal. Jones puts uh, Mrs. Pilkington to bed and then tries to rouse Mr. Pilkington, who is drunk and asleep in a chair. Right. And he's like, you fat fucking piece of trash. Shit, you I fuck hate you. you. You motherfucker. And I'd say that if you were awake. But you're not. But you're not. You know, oh, God. Just oh, d- go to d- sleep. D- d- oh, I see. Shh, 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 shh. White, white, white noise machine. <sighs> All right, I think he's, I think he's down. So then he leaves, but it turns out that Pilkington was faking it and was hearing him talk shit to him the entire time. Does this factor in later? Not no. Really. But uh, Jones goes upstairs to go to bed and finds Mrs. Pilkington in his room. Uh-huh. And she's like, don't worry. He's got low T. Oh, but not you. <laughs> Mr. P has low T. You're all man. That's right. So Jones shrugs and then starts to undress and nails <laughs> Pilkington's wife. Nails Pilkington's wife, yeah. <clears throat> this is an allegory, obviously, for Guatemala. Yeah, you know, it's right there. It's it's literally, it's, 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 it's on it's, the it's screen. Just incru- it's just so brazen. Yeah. Old Major teaches the group to sing a song of rebellion 
And the animals start uh, singing along with them, causing all of these animal noises to start coming out of the barn. Right. Joe's Jones stops his banging for a second. Stops his animal noises. Yeah, that's right. You know right. This I mean? guy gets it. Uh, and here's the commotion in the barn. So he goes outside with a gun, but he slips on some mud and the, the gun. gun goes off, shoots into the barn, striking old major who then fall like rather dramatically uh, very rather dramatically he like staggers back and then just this huge pig prop just comes <laughs> just thrown out a window bl- like just it's it's like a somebody filled up a huge water balloon and right. just threw it off a building uh yes he like staggers <laughs> back and falls out barn doors yes and then falls like, like 20 feet right onto his head yeah. there's this very dramatic close-up where he just <laughs> which this does not happen in the book no, he old dies major in his dies sleep. of old age. Napoleon then says that they shouldn't forget the teachings of old major, and he promises revolution. So yes. there's here are the characters, just so we're clear. Old major, he's dead now. Old pig. You have Snowball, who's played by Kelsey Grammer. Yes. You have Napoleon, who's played by Patrick Stewart, and then you have Squealer, who's played by Ian Holm. Yes. Okay. These are the three pigs. These are three pigs. There are more pigs in the book. There's only three here. Right. These are the only three you need to know. Meanwhile, after Old Major dies, he gets chopped up by the butcher, and the butcher tries to give the meat to Jesse, and she says, oh, "Look, I'm I would love some some spare ribs, but right. uh, this feels in bad taste. I know that right pig. now. All I'll right, eat them, hold on to them. Just leave, I'm put it in the freezer. Give me a week. I'll forget it." Drunk again, Farmer Jones fucks off to the bar, leaving the animals hungry. Right. The animals are complaining. We're starving. We need food. We need milking. I got something for you. Right. Then he gets in his car. Drunk drives away. Yeah. Drunk drive. Car flips over. (laughs) He crawls out. Jones crawls out. He's He's like, like, happy are you? He's like, damn, Japanese cars. (laughs) Throws up in his mouth. Falls asleep. This lack of care prompts the animals to break out of their pens at night and get into the food storage. Jones, when he returns home, uh, gets his help together and checks out the barn, only to get bum-rushed by the animals who force them to run away and off the farm. Then Jones goes to the local tavern. Goes immediately to the bar. He's like, oh, I gotta get help. Andrew, (laughs) Andrew, uh, at this point, Jones is obviously the most relatable. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Hold on a second. So even if you had like dogs or rabbits or cats, like imagine you came home, right? Mm Stinking drunk, yeah, hungover as hell. Don't have to imagine. Not only are you drunk, but also, also hungover. hungover. It's yeah. the worst of both worlds. You come home and you're like trying to get your key in the door, and you're like, "Fucking yeah. master lock, Slag bullshit, assholes." <laughs> you come inside and stuff's like slightly askew. It's mm-hmm. like you're you're you walk in your house immediately. You know it's like something's wrong. Right? Is this not my house again? <laughs> And then immediately, many like, apartment doors look alike. For sure, check yours. Imagine all of the animals that live in your house, and maybe other outside animals, yes. just come sprinting out of your rooms in your house, right? And just chase you off the property. Yeah, gooses are flapping their wings in my and, face, like, and like throwing eggs at you. Somebody and takes there's, a, there's shit. a fucking horse, which is a massive <laughs> yeah, animal, gigantic. And they like they're breaking your windows, and you're like, holy shit. And you run away. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Where 
At the bar. The bar. Yes. Okay. Yes. The I first run place right you're, back to you're the gonna bar. go is you're just like, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Uh, this is future Mark's this problem. This is not my problem right <laughs> now. This is that jerk's problem. Yeah. Okay. And then you just tie one off. You'll think of an, a solution to right. this problem. This will work itself out. You know, animals from time to time get a little rowdy. You let them, they'll t- they'll tire themselves out. That's the best thing you can do. Let them tire themselves don't chase, out. You don't you don't wrestle with a you pig. Don't, you don't chase. You both get dirty and the pig likes it. That's you, what they say. You don't don't chase. A, get drunk. You know, if you want to try and attract a cat, you don't chase after the cat. You let no. it come to you. Yes. At the bar. At the bar. So Jones is the most sympathetic character Again, in all of this. I don't know. And realistic. Does this feel like a network note that they needed a sympathetic? human character because jones is a drunk but like the way he gets browbeaten the entire time because he goes back to the bar and pilkington browbeats him by saying not not the thing that i like about this book and i like about this movie is that they don't there is no situation where someone's like they're animals they're like what are you talking about go shoot them they dive headfirst into it and pilkington's main concern is he's like, if they've taken over your farm, they're gonna take this, over the rest. It's gonna spread, okay? Yes, yes. So this is you. This is on your head. Yeah, because this is the domino, the domino theory. Yes. On communism. Uh, Andrew, I don't know if it's a network note. Jones is a, supposed to be the czar, and the czars. Yes, and that and his that, mishandling of Russia, yes, his dr- drunken mishandling of Russia, led to all these problems. got him executed. I and don't then sent on his way. Yes, I don't know that he is necessarily sympathetic, especially considering it's 1999 and he has. In this movie, he is. I don't know if he's supposed to be sympathetic. We're supposed to feel the, bad for there's, him. Well, but we also like the animals more. Do we? We like Jesse. We like the border collie. We like boxer. We like boxer. We like, we like well, most of the geese. We like most of them, but Jesse's the only one with uh, like a clear head about it. Boxer is a naive horse that just will grind himself into dust. Yes, and that's despite, very sad. Despite the protests of Jesse. Yes. But there are later scenes that we'll get to where uh, the- Snowball we're supposed to like. Yes, we are supposed to like Snowball. Where Jones gets beaten down to the point. There's that scene at the end where we'll, we'll get to it. Right, we'll talk right, about right. Jones in a second. Act two. With the farm under animal control, Snowball tries to learn how to read. And then he also helps milk the cows. Right. Which is a fun scene. This is from the book. Where he's where well, he's like, I'll figure out how to milk them. And then he tries to. But then you have to imagine. He has hooves. You have to imagine Fraser Crane. <laughs> Like, hey, baby, I hear the like fumbling and stumbling, being like, oh, pardon me. Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Niles, <laughs> you've done it again. Oh, it's Ross. <laughs> <laughs> ah, phrase, you don't know how to milk a cow. <laughs> yes, well, we didn't have any cows at Cambridge. Yeah, Unless this... you count my mathematics teacher. <laughs> there, that's a Fraser. That's a Fraser. That's a Fraser joke right there. Snowball then paints a giant paints a sign that says Animal Farm. The, the original name of the farm was Manor Farm. Yes. But now because it's under animal control, it Snowball is Animal It is Animal Farm. Yes. Jesse then says she's pregnant. 
And she goes off to have puppies. Yeah. Uh, They're like, didn't mention this before? Didn't this is weird. Well, she lays down and is like, it's my time. And I'm like, she's dying? And then she says, I have puppies. And I'm like, what? The animals then go and break into the house to have a look around and see how humans live. See you know, the other 10% live. They're like, oh, they think they're people. Yeah. It's fun. Napoleon notices that uh, the TV in the house Placates tends to them. keep the group distracted. You know? You know, straight from the book. You know, this is how it's Entertainment, yes. This is not in the book. Is this in the book? I don't recall. I don't think this is in the book. After seeing feather beds and horsehair chairs. Andrew, were you disappointed that when they're watching the TV, it is not a bunch of TNT programming? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, it's, it is it's, the it's, super it's, it's a closer. The closer's on, everybody. Oh, this is good. Let's gather around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right? it's... Atlanta Braves baseball. How can we miss? <laughs> Nitro, right? Is that on TNT? On, on, that was on TNT, yes. Yes. TBS was the superstation. Super I yes. forget what TNT is. Uh, the Closer. Okay, yeah. Kira Sedgwick yeah. is the closer. the closer. She's closing the doors, books. It doesn't matter. You Cases? give her something. Doesn't. She's going to close it. Oh, yeah. After seeing uh, feather beds and horsehair chairs, they're disgusted, but then they discover the butcher shop in the back, and then after bumping into a cabinet, they find... Old Major's severed head. It's horrific. Yes, it's this, this like shocking scene. And terrifying. Just, just this huge zoom into this severed pig head scares them. They run out of the house. Snowball then goes and paints the animalism commandments on the wall of the barn. Yes, says there's seven of them. I'll give you the high spots. All right. Basically, here we go. Four legs good, two legs bad. Simple. All right. Do not kill. Easy. No clothes. Yes. Oh, man, if only. If, yeah, that's, that's the rule I've been living with. No alcohol. Okay. No sleeping in beds. No. And all animals are equal. Yes. Straight out of old Major's mouth, all right? Couldn't be any clearer. Right. Meanwhile, Napoleon goes off to deputize his own dog animal guard and starts assigning work for the animals to bring in some hay, some crops. We got to start making some We got to start money. doing some fucking work here, folks. Can't be playing grab ass all day with, uh, you know, severed pig head. Yes, let's get down to it. The animals then raise their own flag, which in the book is supposed to look like the hammer and sickle. Right. In this kind of looks like the bisected snake. Yeah, don't tread on the me. The Gadsden flag. Yeah. Um, Intentional. Probably. I don't know if they. I, I'm under the impression like that's the that's the whole point. Is it supposed to look like the hammer and sickle? Right. I feel like the art direction they were like it's supposed to look like a hammer and sickle, and someone's like, no, it's gonna no, look it like, looks like else. this now. Napoleon gets his guards to then take Jesse's puppies. Right. Basically, cons are into saying, "Give me your puppies. Uh, we're we're gonna give them their own education." Yes. Jones and then Jones and Pilkington then get the idea. They're like. What are we going to do about these animals in their animal farms? And their revolution that is going to spread across the countryside. They said, why don't we put a spy in there? And they're like, that's silly. That'll never. And then they said, hey, wait a minute. So then they decide to put in a microphone to bug (laughs) the barn. (laughs) The barn. Andrew, this was one of my favorite parts. They turn on the radio and it's just a bunch of pig gruntings. And they're like, and they're like, we're in. Yeah, they're like, uh, they're they're like, uh, it's like the lives of others. Yeah, they're they're trying to try, the yeah codes. They're like, somebody's going to figure this cipher out. Snowball then teaches the animals themselves how to read. Then the animals in this meeting start getting pissed because they're like, 
Hey, I got a uh, I got a, a letter to read you. Yeah. Where the fuck are the apples and milk? A for apple, M for milk, a- M W. For... Where the fuck are they? And uh, this uh, gets Snowball all flustered, who then then uh, admits that the pigs like, took right, the apples. We've been eating them. We took the apples. We took the milk. Uh, meanwhile, then, uh, as that happens, the TV turns on behind them that's been rolled into the barn. Right. And the animals start to watch, uh, you know, a little, um, leverage. Yes. <laughs> on TNT. On TNT. <laughs> Fox is like, I wonder what's going to get leverage this leverage? time. It's a great show. It's great. It's, it's yeah, fun. Tim- Oscar winner, Timothy Hutton. Napoleon Squealer then reason to the animals that the pigs need food for their brains. Okay? They're the smartest ones. We, we need... got you this TV, but we also need to keep our spirits up. We need to eat the apples. We need to drink the milk. Okay. Because we work hard. We with work our big hard brains. and we play hard. Okay. We play hard <laughs> with Kira Sedgwick, the closer. Yes. Here's a here's a an early '90s Jerry Orbach Law and Order <laughs> marathon. Okay. Let's just Slap watch this. I think that kid is like a parallel to the the Menendez brothers. I, I, so. I think that's what this episode's about. I think this is the Mel Gibson drunk one. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Listening in, the farmers think it's time to invade the farm. Yeah, they say those grunts and squeals. I, are I know what this far means. Too organized. They said, uh, said you goddamn right. I ordered the code red. Uh, they they said, said, waste the motherfuckers. I hope they burn it out. And uh, Jones was banging that guy's wife. <laughs> Snowball, on the other hand, also feels that uh, a, a similar plan of action is going to take place. So he has decided to uh, make a, uh, a big battle plan for the animals. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Napoleon is a coward. He, he's, he's like, he's, he's like oh, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, he's like, okay. It was Snowball's plan. Snowball should go out and do it. We are gonna hang out up here in the in the hills and in in just be see big what happens. piss babies, piss our pants. The invasion happens, and the animals, minus Napoleon and Squealer, who hide out in the woods, fight off the humans. Yes, the humans show up, and it's it's ma- again. Imagine, imagine if one horse, if just one singular horse, started running at me. Right. I would not ever go into the outdoors ever again. Okay. Let alone, it's like 20 sheep and chickens, and also, there's just some fat stagehand that's just throwing these animals <laughs> at the actors as well. Actors. Also, it's like um, they're, they're, they do have a plan. They have an organized plan where the, they chase the sheep, then the sheep go in hiding, and then they're like snuck up from behind, and then it's a pincer move. Yeah, where they're just attacked at all angles. Yeah, that's fucking smart. Scary. Also, the uh, the birds poop on them. It's that's fun. That's so fun. that's that's good. fun. In the end, then the the animals try to celebrate Snowball's heroics because he leads the charge, gets struck by a bullet, but then gets right back up and leads yeah. the charge. But Squealer then convinces the group to chant for Napoleon instead. Yes. <laughs> He shows up and is like, we, we, we did it. We did we this, all I did signed it. the card as well. We so we it. remember it's we're all heroes. This guy, we all had a part in this, okay? Yes. We all had a very important part. So we're gonna celebrate it. We're gonna have a big pizza party. We're gonna Everybody watch Everybody gets to do it. We're gonna watch um the NBA finals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> TNT. Yeah, we're, we're going to watch the NBA and TNT. Uh, we, they got Chuck. 
They got uh, they got Charles Barkley. They got Shaq. Yes. They got uh, it's it's fun. It's, a real it's, cut it's up. fun. They're they're always cutting jokes with each other. Okay, it's real fun. We're gonna watch that. And uh, also, but like, but also Napoleon. Imagine the real hero. I, I'm here and I gave the last. I said the last thing, so we should oh, all be I, chanting I for me. Snowball then pushes for a windmill to be built. He says this will help our cause. It'll help us. I, what what will it do? They just build a windmill. He says if we build now, according to our current president, you see when the windmills when they, they spin, you they see, they kill a lot of animals. They kill animals, so that's one thing to keep in right. mind. But also when they turn off, he he turns around and they say deer. Dear, the TV's not on mm-hmm. because the wind's not blowing. Yeah. You know? Can't have that. That's how that works. He's a genius. Okay? He knows about it, okay? <laughs> Four more years. I like when the word sir gets inserted into his stories as well. It's mm-hmm. good. It's that's, good. That's how you know. It's fun when Grandpa talks, you know made talks about sirs. The wind, Windmills. The idea of the windmill was they would be able to... Make their own flower? Take work. It would generate work of some sort. Energy of some kind. <laughs> oh, it's like public works projects. Yes. They're like, we're going to build a dam. Yeah. We're going to... America's re- gonna, highways and byways. We're going to rebuild the infrastructure. Yes. We're going to build a railroad. Okay. Alphabet we're going to build... We're building... <laughs> Woo! Uh, <laughs> windmills. All right. <laughs> we're building a monorail. We're building space cars, folks. No, the idea of the windmill was that it would somehow generate energy for the farm, ah. which would mean that they would be able to work less. Yes. But also part of Snowball's idea was the less time that we're spending working to feed ourselves, the more time we can spend spreading the, spreading word, the word of animalism to other farms. Send it to other farms. This is just the beginning. Yeah. The, the, the seed, the, the genesis is here. Yes. And then think about after that, it's you got the uh, you got the, C, the Sega CD, and then the, the, the 32X, yeah. and then the Dreamcast. Dreamcast again. Nine, 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 just 99. came out. September 9th, 1999. That's yeah. when it came out. Napoleon isn't impressed, though. He hates it. He pisses off. Voices his displeasure by walking over and taking a big fat piss on his plans. Which, uh, Andrew, when this happens where we work, uh, it does get the message across. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've walked into a big old meeting yeah. and I'm like, folks, if I could have your attention, just pit, take just my dick out and just piss on everything. Myself. Yeah. Just <laughs> every, and, and, I tell, and I say, everything that's covered in piss, I'm disappointed <laughs> with. And then you just pee yourself. Yeah, exactly. Turn around and walk out. I think I've made myself heard. Uh, all right. So for episode 202, <laughs> we'll uh, be doing what this. What are we thinking? He then, Napoleon then six Jesse's puppies on Snowball, who is then run off into the woods. Yes. Never to be seen again. No, we don't. Napoleon says Snowball is a traitor, but then reminds the pigs, falsely, no, he doesn't remind the pigs, he reminds the animals, falsely, that he's the one who originally came up with the idea idea for the windmill. windmill, So we're going to do it, okay? Yeah. But I let Snowball come out with it because I knew mm. he was a traitor, okay? Yes. And then when it's st- and they say, sir, Napoleon, sir, sir, when it stops blowing, then then, then we, the won- we won't have any more flour, okay? Right. <laughs> like the fruit? <sighs> the construction of the windmill then begins and Boxer starts running himself into the ground and building the windmill. Back with the uh, farmers, Pilkington realizes through the bugging that the animals can actually speak and talk and suggest trading with them over Jones's objections. He says that the manor farm has been in his family for years 
and that he would prefer not to give it up to the animals and kind of letting them win. Pilkington says, you're a fucking drunk, you fucking piece You of already shit. fucked Fuck everything you, up. You, you get nothing, you, you piece of piece shit. Of dog shit. Jesse then uh, looks in through the window and notices that the pigs are inside the house and they're acting like people. They think they're people. I mean, that's fun. This it's is fun. weird. This is, uh, it's fun. They think they're people. They're they're wearing monocles at this point. They're wearing monocles. They are covered in ribbons and medals. And they're, they've given themselves. They're eating food out of bowls and sleeping in beds. Squealer then, in order to uh, get ahead of this, starts changing some of the commandments in the middle of the night to, uh, you know, justify the reasoning. Obviously, the original commandment said uh, no beds, but uh, it's changed to no beds with, with sheets. sheets. I mean, because if you think about think it, think about this. What is a bed? What is a bed? It's a bunch of hay. That's a bed. So, so you're saying so you're the criminal. you're the one who's in trouble. Okay, yeah. we're just not. We're the ones we're sleeping in don't have sheets, but they do. The dog, but like, they do. But I see that the. the that it's not made, okay? A bed, yeah. a bed, just you know, with sheets with, in the room, with sheets over the us, bed? like I, you know, around a comforter over our our fat pig bodies. That's not a bed. That's that's, that's not, not that is sheet. not a sheet. That is an accessory for the bed. One that a bed should have if you don't want to seem like you're a fucking college student, okay? Now get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Your house. The house. The, the house. Our house, house. The animal's house. house. Animal house. On TNT. T- Go watch that. Yes. It's, it's, it's the it's TV the edit. edited it's version. The TV it edits. doesn't... It's- a little cleaner, but still pretty it's uncomfortable. Fun. I mean, but, yeah, there's a, still a lot of homophobia yeah, to enjoy. A lot of terrible stuff still going on in there. Pilkington shows up and uh, starts to talk with Napoleon and Squealer. Again, I love how we just jump right into it. He's the pigs meet him on the road. Well, hello. He's like, oh, yes. yeah, boy. Yeah, my, my dear boy, would you like to negotiate some deals? Squealer and Napoleon then tell the group that they're going to start trading with humans, which they again, have to. Old Major was against. He right. said, we need to keep it to ourselves. He then also unveils a, uh, a wonderful, beautiful statue of Old Major to uh, <laughs> honor the uh, poorly, the, the, the 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 real hero of all yes this. we must remember our hero we must remember Old the Major. heroes uh go ahead and uh, take let's it down just everybody pull that down let's see it it's a uh, it's rotting a it's a rotting, rotting head. skull <laughs> everybody he's rightfully like, goes oh Ooh. god and he's like whoa criminals would be afraid of this <laughs> <laughs> but not good good citizens like, and they're like uh, yes yeah. so they take like a tepid step forward. Pilkington then offers a bottle of whiskey to Napoleon for his gratitude in getting the bales of hay that they traded for. Yes. And these pigs go pretty deep on whiskey. They love their whiskey. Pilkington is doing well for himself uh, trading with the pigs, but his critics at the bar, which, again, this is like an amalgamation of a bunch of different characters because there's like... There's Pilkington, and then he's got a boss that owns part of the land, and there's like a rival farmer and Jones. This all just gets condensed into Pilkington. Yeah. Some critics at the bar say, I have driven by that farm. All of those animals are starving. Right. Do you feel good about trading with these these pigs at the detriment to everyone else on that farm? He's like, hey, I got an idea for you. Why don't you trade on Bofa? Bofa what? Bofa these nuts. Oh, Oh, baby. Yeah. Again, it's weird that the conversation... Pigs come in, start high-fiving. Oh, it's great. It's weird that the conversation is... Wait a minute. So, you know, these pigs seem poorly and sick. Not the the pigs. The the rest of the animals. The rest of the animals seem underfed and not... Let me get this straight. 
You were you talking to pigs? speak <laughs> to pigs. And, and you give got them they, alcohol. They gave you goods and, and you, you traded them shitty exchange. booze. And it's like, yes, yes, like, that is Yeah, great. it's the biggest scam, man. <laughs> and they... It's a scam. They speak. They yeah. literally... Yeah, they talk English. They yeah. have thoughts and emotions and desires. Oh, yeah. They wear monocles, too. They're great. They're really funny. Really where, funny. Wait a minute. Where did they get the monocles from? Because I know Jones. He never had monocles. Probably like a lens crafters or something. All right, fine. It's, one of them's got a bad astigmatism. <laughs> you, you it's only order, in the left eye, though. You can order so. them online. Yeah, they show up. All you got to do is have a valid credit card. They don't give a shit who yeah, it's for. It's a pig or a horse or whatever. Postman just throws it on the ground anyway. After getting mocked at the bar, Farmer Jones then goes and blows up the animal's windmill. He's like, this will fix their yeah. hash. <laughs> so show them. Napoleon uses this opportunity to blame this sabotage on Snowball. Accidentally blows up his own car, yes, right? Yes, some of the shrapnel crashes into his car, and then he and Mrs. Pilkington run away. He and Mrs. Jones. Jones. Mrs. Mrs. Jones, Jones and me. Run away after blowing up the animal's windmill. Oh, Napoleon. That's <laughs> it's, it's such good lyrics, really solid lyrics. Me and Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Blow up a farm. Yeah. Napoleon uses this opportunity to blame this on Snowball and claims they will rebuild the windmill even stronger and faster than before. Yes. Boxer. On on the back of your labor. That's right. I'm here. Uh, I've got whiskey, so I'm set. So I'm good. So just let's get the work, folks. Back up there. Off you go. Working in a coal mine. Going Going down, down, down. down. Andrew. Whoop. This this leads to one of many shots of geese wearing little. uh, They're adorable, which I love and is adorable. But I did also think, well, wait, who made those? The chickens. How would the chickens make them? They don't have fingers. Well, then you know you get like a raccoon. All right, I'll buy. Raccoons got a little tiny. Yeah, like creepy little glove hands. Yeah, (laughs) like I'll make you little pockets for you. Yeah, they're they're adorable. They got these real live action geese walking around in little pockets and like a and like a like a like a line. Oh, it's oh, it's, so, it's, it's cute. so cute. It is so cute. cute. It's fun. Boxer grinds himself into dust even further during the rebuild, and food is running scarce. There's less and less food all the time. Napoleon then announces that the hens will need to surrender their eggs at night because of this sabotage. Right. We need to make money, so we have to sell. We got to make money to spend eggs. money, folks. Okay. So, so hens, eggy wigs. Eggs this way. Incredible Exit edible egg in left. Bregs it into this in basket. The... It's eggs and breakfast. Yeah. That's an exit. It's yeah. All... No, I get it. They revolt, however, saying they're not going to give up their eggs to no fat fucking pig. So they just kick their eggs out. So they out. just kill all those eggs. They smash them on the ground in the middle of the night. Which there's a shot of Jesse. Jesse wakes up to all these eggs being hurled on the ground. Just on her. And the willpower of this dog to not immediately just go, oh, food. No, thanks. And so. eat all of these just eggs. All these raw eggs. That's good training. <laughs> Because a dog will eat a raw egg. Well, have in you ever seen? Second. Have you ever seen a dog eat a, an avocado? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. I've seen dogs the, eat almost oh, anything. Oh, the way the shiniest coats <laughs> on these dogs. Oh my goodness! That, that dog ate that cracked egg right. all the way. I was at another animal farm and I saw a dog eat an egg. Can you believe that? 
Napoleon and Squealer then create propaganda films to screen for the animals. <laughs> so Jesse, one night, this is where the movie really gets this going just, for me. It's really just 20 minutes Jesse before the Jesse, one end. night, wakes up and is like, what? What the fuck is going on? And they're like, oh, we're just moving some film equipment. That the farmer had. the farmer had. And you're like, what? wait, Jones had like a... Like a he had like a closed circuit television in his, <laughs> in his farm? All like, right, I guess. He had like but, a film camera? Yeah, but <laughs> my thought is I'm like, okay, he's got a Super 8 maybe. Yeah. I guess I could see that. But then I'm like, how are they developing this stuff? <laughs> like, and so then we see the propaganda footage and it is like cut together in a way that I just want to see. I want to see, exactly. Pigs on a moviola. There's like, all right, cut there. They're like razor blade cuts and they're taping. Yeah. That's what what I want to see. (laughs) Yeah, they've been there six days. They're just strung (laughs) out. Just (laughs) haven't seen the light of day. It's got a a kick. It's got a push. Roll it back. Roll it back. Uh, this propaganda footage is horrific. It's horrific it, because it is like a pita film. <laughs> it is like something you would see where someone's like, "Oh, you enjoy that chicken sandwich? Here's how it's really Did made. You know, it's murder." And then cut to just like ten thousand chickens just being forced through like a like a a meat uh, grinder. Yeah, just, just live chickens being dumped into a giant meat grinder. Yeah, it's <laughs> just feathers everywhere. What this is is it, it's it's funnier than that though because well yes it's, here it's weird and funny because they're hanged. Yes, that's the so thing. They so they build mini chicken gallows. So they cut to they they cut. It's like it's Squealer's doing this narration where he's like. Ah, the benevolent Napoleon will judge the righteous and and <laughs> sentence the evil to to yes. death. And so then it cuts to smash cuts to this very extreme close up of Napoleon going guilty, and then immediately to like a little tiny animal gallows, yes, like a- <laughs> that they built this tiny dead man's hang. Which for like I don't think I. I don't because th- then we see like a trapdoor fall and a yeah. rat gets hung. Yes, and then we see like a chicken get hung through a gallows. But like I don't think the weight of a rat is strong no. enough to, to break its, its neck. neck. No, <laughs> obviously we're really taking the allegory all the way here. I think in the book they just get crushed or killed. I think they just I think the dogs just do the dirty work, apart. don't they? Yes. Like there's to there's, construct there's these... no propaganda films in the book. No. This is this is completely yes. like I think it's I think the writer probably thought the same thing that we do where if we would have written it we'd have been like that's fucking hysterical. <laughs> there's a, a, there's little a, little tiny, little a little tiny a little tiny baby eight yeah, It's like it's like choke on it you <laughs> bastards. Click <laughs> And then I want a shot of like the baby chicks like watching as the other chicken like as its legs still kick and they're like, "Oh god, you didn't break its neck. You didn't break its neck." Like, yeah, Next yeah, show at 3:30. Put that in. Boxer then grinds himself to the point of exhaustion and collapses outside of the windmill. Yes. Squealer says, ah, don't worry, as a hero of the people, you're Napoleon's setting up a special trip to a hospital for you. You're going to go to the people hospital. You're going, it's going to be a great It'll trip. It'll be really It'll good. It'll be really fun for you. But when the truck shows up, the animals, they don't want to read now. Yeah. They read the side of the truck and it says, glue factory. Wah, wah. The animals run after it trying to stop the truck, but uh, fail to do so. So Boxer is sent off for slaughter. However, Squealer retcons this and says, "Now I'm gonna, okay. I want to get ahead." of I this. understand. Here's the thing. Here's the th- oh, okay. It could, okay. It's okay. easy to be it's, it's easy to mix this it's up. Okay. Okay. The hospital 
That was from the hospital. We called them up specifically. We said, one hospital truck, please. Hospital for a horse. For a big horse. So, they, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's a people hospital. They're not going to have a thing for a big horse. But they bought. They just bought this truck, okay? And they are like, we're going to send the big truck, okay? Now, again, I see, I see eyebrows where raised. Did, but where did they was, buy the big truck from? They bought it. Well, where do they? Where are you going to haul around horses? All right. Uh, U-Haul has big enough trucks, I would say. I uh, you can't put out. You can't put a horse in a U-Haul. Sure, you can. Okay. Well, there. First of all, we called. We tried. Okay. We oh, hold on. We tried. It's a Saturday, end of the month. A lot of moving happening. Didn't oh, yeah, have any trucks makes, to rent. Yeah, Didn't have any trucks sense. to rent. That makes so, a lot of sense. Hospital was able to buy a truck from. The glue factory. Now, wait. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, no, no, no. Right. They had they, just because they bought the truck doesn't mean it was going to the glue factory. They just hadn't painted it yet. Okay. Boxer was sick, had to go to the hospital. Correct. Yes. So we needed a truck right now. Did you want Boxer? Did I hear while we waited for them and paint a big white, uh, uh paint paint the truck white with a big old red cross on the side of it? Is that what you wanted? Well, I mean, were they going to do two coats? Well, obviously, you got to put a primer on. I mean, that'll take too That's going to take yeah. forever. Oh, okay, all right. I'm with you. Okay, with so you. they brought, so that, but he's at the hospital. He's doing great. He's doing great, right. folks. So when do we see him again? Oh, you'll see him. He'll Is be he ba- coming back he'll soon? Be real soon, real soon. I'm, I'm can gonna, can I'm, I give you a note to give him? Oh, like yeah, a card? yeah, yeah. Give me a card. I'll make sure he gets it. Okay. And yeah. then he'll write back. I, I mean, he's he, in the hospital. It's, you know, they don't really give you pens in the hospital. Have you ever been to the hospital? No. I have. Oh. They don't give you pens. Okay. I, this all sounds reasonable. Act three. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> the farm is in disarray and the kid, the pigs continue to drink whiskey and eat all the food in the house. Jesse decides, well, we got to get while the getting's good. Decides to uh, start thinking about fleeing into the woods yeah. with other animals from the farm. Jesse looks in through the window into the house to see Pilkington and the pigs drinking and she says that she can't tell the difference between what the pig, where the pig ends and where the humans start, where the humans end and where the pigs start. Right. Andrew, in the book, this is the end. This is the end. This is the moment. And then this is like a big allegory for like the coming Cold War because they play cards and it's the, the pigs, col- the pigs play an ace of spades. And so does Pilkington. Like there's a, an entire allegory that happens here. Yes. But it's also just that this it's just that the uh, the people at the top have become as greedy and selfish as the worst capitalists. Yes, they've they've that's, become that's the, the thing ultimate, that they didn't want to become. Yes, that's the ultimate message. Napoleon then Jesse announces, says, "Boy, this would be a dark place to end the movie. Let's keep going and see what happens. We're going to soldier forward and then uh, you know take a Maybe peek it'll at get better. Uh, well, we I got, don't know. I'm looking at the time. Not ten more minutes. Yeah, Joe Bob Briggs is on after this. So." <laughs> He's got Mothra. So, look forward to that. <laughs> we got Monster Vision coming up, folks. <laughs> Napoleon announces that he's returning the name of the farm to Manor Farm. Looking at the commandments, they now see it's newly painted to say that animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Also, four legs good. Two, two legs, legs better. 
Think about it. Because the pigs have trained themselves to walk upright for no discernible reason. And they start wearing clothes. A propaganda film also airs showing a very elaborate Triumph of the Will style. This was amazing. This was a battleship Potemkin. Yes, they went all out with this. Again, this is what I want to... I want to see them shooting this. You want the opposite angle where there's like pigs on a jib... And yeah, like, yeah, they're so like it's got a drone operator. Yeah, they're flying the drone. They they've got like a court like they went all out to composite all of this like uh uh goose like goose. But there's also like geese goose, singing. Yeah, geese are goose stepping. Like there's, people are singing songs about them. Andrew Angry Grip. Uh Oh, he's he is furious. A goat? Yeah, like a, yeah, like a like a really like a really, really old, really surly really goat. Really shitty Billy Goat that's just like, <laughs> man, you should have saw what I turned down for this. <laughs> this Triumph of the Will's propaganda. Film. God damn. You know, they, they wanted me to do Babe. They said, come on out. Do Pig in the City. That's I've always gonna... loved Napoleon. Always wanted to work with him. And uh, a bunch of you, bullshit. You don't, don't meet your heroes. That's all I got to say. You know, because uh, he... Drinking whiskey on the set, and I don't now look. I don't want to. I don't want to harsh anyone's mouth. They call it the martini shot, but that doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you're th- supposed to drink a whole yeah. martini. Anyways, Napoleon then also <laughs> then he eats a tin can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's great. It's great. Napoleon says they're gonna start making weapons. They're gonna build walls. <laughs> We're gonna, gonna blow the fuck out of this planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make weapons and walls. Jesse says, "Isn't it weird that we don't? I gotta go. This isn't all relevant anymore. Like, that it's nobody fun to, wants it's, to build walls and build up our like military. It's fun to look back at the yeah. lens of like, you know, written in the fifties. This was produced in ninety nine, and it's like we that was twenty have, years ago. We would never have a leader that was talking about building walls and declaring anybody that is against them or disagrees with them an en- enemy of the state. Yeah." You know, it's, yeah. we don't have this anymore. They don't have like a whole channel of state-run media that just churns out shit constantly. It's, it, but it, you know, it's 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 fun. To see. It's like when it's you imaginary. Look, it's fun. It's it's like when you look at like the history of humor, and it's like you try and find out like what was funny in each like era mm-hmm. of civilization, right? It's something we can't necessarily relate to, but we can appreciate. Certainly can't laugh at it anymore. No. Well, I mean, I, I like the Greeks were like huge fans of fart jokes. Like that's always that's, that we can that's, laugh that's about. a yeah. that's a hallmark. Some of the animals escape into the woods, and then they just sit there and wait. They just wait for years and years. Uh, and then this happens in like a we like fade to a couple like years later. Yeah, and they're like I, I guess Napoleon's gone. So then they go back to the farm. Everything's fucked. Everything's up. fucked up. Jesse finds one of her puppies, however. Uh, but there's no Napoleon. There's no crucial gun battle scene. There's no, we're going to take back this thing with another charge of the light brigade. No, it's just Mr. Gorbachev, tear, tear down, down this, this wall. And if you just sit in the woods and wait long enough. While I wait. These things sort themselves <laughs> out. out. Jesse finds one of her puppies and claims that the walls have fallen. Then they see a happier family coming to own the farm. Jesse says they will rebuild and they will finally be free. The end. This is the end of Animal Farm. On TNT. Mark. Yes. What did you think of this? Uh, some of the anime, uh, some of the puppetry was good. 
the overall story is as faithful, I guess, as you could hope for it to be to the original. Mm -hmm. The ending is strange because obviously now we've moved on. The Soviet Union has fallen. Russia is no longer an enemy to, uh, to the United States and kind of minds their own business. Communism um, is no longer on the rise. Yes, not a thing. So I guess now they're like, well, how do we tell this story? All right, well, the thing collapses. They have these two big silos that just fall down at one point. Uh, so they have to say the Soviet Union has collapsed. Now we have new leaders, and hopefully they'll treat us better. But it's also got the I mean, hopeful message Gordon of Bichon saying... I was in that goddamn Pizza Hut commercial. What yes! more do you people want? I don't know. Everything's fine now. It's fine. 1999, Sierra, good feelings. Yes. We we got um, Austin Powers. <laughs> do, you, do I make you Randy, baby? Yeah. You know, fun. We're fun. all wearing shirts that say, yeah, baby. Spice Girls. Uh, Friends reruns. I hear the millennium is going to be huge. It's going to be an amazing thousand years. Uh, Andrew, mostly I liked it. It's uh, I think mostly it's, good. I think it's I think it's silly, knowing what how much of an ingrained classic this is to tack on a false ending that I isn't in the source material. I'm not saying I'm saying the propaganda stuff, like the film stuff. It's like it's a visual medium. You can't just have, and also it's it's on TNT and it's it's for adults, but like it's kind of kid friendly there isn't any kind of swearing in this no but also kids want to get what's going on right but they just see like it's pigs and ducks and all this shit like talking but the no birds point, go poopy on nobody the nobody gets torn apart by dogs right that we see that we see maybe they do off camera but it's never mentioned but it's 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 one of those things where it's like you tack on a happy ending at the end and the big complaint reading about like Metacritic scores and what critics were saying at the time is for a very biting satire allegory uh, about Soviet Russia, that this thing has been completely defanged. Yeah. It's a very like American friendly story that's like, well, they were never going to succeed. They're just a bunch of dumb animals. They couldn't pull anything off, right? Mm -hmm. When the message should be, I think. Well, if they had listened to Snowball, they would have been idealistic and maybe things would have gone better. Yeah. But also... Is Snowball painted as brightly as he is here? That he's in like, the book? Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. like... I mean, he's got... A, you get the impression that he's got like his... Snowball for those... Snowball is the Trotsky stand-in. Yes. you get, But in the book, you get the impression that he's got his head in the clouds and is like more about philosophy. Yeah. And... You know, Napoleon, gonna, it's all about action and seizing control. Yeah, what they're going to stand, what they can choose to stand for. So you've got uh, Snowball is the Trotsky stand-in, then yes. Napoleon is the Stalin, Stalin. stand-in, and then Squealer is the propaganda, I don't know the guy's name. Everybody here ha has a one-to-one, -one, yes. like, there's anything written in this book is a specific thing or reference or amalgamation of something in the real world. Yes. When Orwell wrote it. Right. Andrew, I think it is inherently silly and dumb to make any live action version or make any film version of this book because it is just such a simple allegory story that once you see the animals actually doing this stuff, it becomes silly and like a kid's film. Yeah. And I think that's not the fault of, like, the filmmakers. I think that's just, like, one of the limitations of 
film well i mean it's like with you know anytime we see we see napoleon yelling like they went above and beyond to make that puppet look as grotesque as possible yeah, really like, off-putting anytime we see snowball snowball looks like babe, babe he's cute he's, he's like adorable. a pink he's a pink uh pig. he's got a little bit of hair on him yeah he's like a, a, a cute pink piggy while napoleon is this black and white ugly gross uh animal like pig jowly hog is, with jowly and with like constantly has like spittle mouth. and slime coming off his nose and his mouth and they're in Patrick Stewart really lays in on the kind of guttural like he's like doing a Churchill. Yeah, he's down in this register. So you just imagine that yeah. like jowliness just it in. And so, yeah, you know, you're setting the tone because it's because the dog and the donkey and the horse and all those, you know, and it's like you cast fat actors to look like big fat capitalists and that pig humans. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so and the propaganda stuff like. That does get silly. It gets silly. It, but like, I think it's like, do they? They're just like, look, we're gonna hammer the fucking point home, okay? This is what they. These are the bad this guys. Is what you these would these watch, are the Soviets, yeah. all right? This is what they were trying to indoctrinate you with, okay? You watch I, a gallows film. Yeah, but I feel like that. I feel like that was a step too far. Did they just got too silly at that point? I, yes, I think it got in trying to say, look, this is what it was like in Soviet Russia. They like lost the thread that this is supposed to be an allegory. Like it's Said better. Like, it'd be funny if there was a battleship. Again, <laughs> yes, but it was. We did. We just. Yeah, we composited a bunch of animals together, and then there's like this big sweeping pullback, and they're like, because when that happens, all of the the there are banners that drop yes, at the exact weird same banners time, the Trump and time feature the 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 and there's, logo. There's geese flyover. That's yeah, they look to like, be like j- bombers. Jets. Yeah, but no, it's it's better, and I think more effective if you say like the animals were just disappearing. Yeah. You know, that that's what the program. It's like, he of, was also sick. He met up with Boxer at the hospital. Yeah, they're all at the hospital yeah. now. That's like inherently more scary and insidious and not as silly as a rat being hung, <laughs> which is just weird and sad. It's weird. It's dumb. Kind of funny. It's funny. It's funny. Okay. It's the like, chicken is funny. The chicken's the chicken funny, really and funny and the rat's funny because it's like, Rats don't really have a neck either. Like they do, but like it's not, it's, it's, you, you, how do you, I feel like you just slide right out. It's like hanging a snake. Yeah, you know? a rat like, would slide right out of it. A chicken, you could hang. You could hang a chicken. But I don't but think. But it's not, the, you'd have to you'd drop have to it. You'd have to drop it. it, it from, pull it. You'd have to drop it from like a, like a two-story building. Yes. It, it, no, a trap door just going like this. That's it's not, gonna it's not going to be high enough. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> chicken turns the other chicken. First time. That's the whole point of that movie. Yeah, that, that's, that, that segment. That's that just segment. that They're joke, like, folks. We've got one great joke, and we're going to use it. Mark, anything else about 1999's Animal Farm? Uh, I would say seek it out. I would say it's worth watching. Uh, I think it's weird, but I think it's, it's fun. Yes, it is weird, and I do like you the... Were, now, you were saying the puppet work is great. I, I think it all comes together, but you were saying this is one of the most expensive films, uh, TV movies of... At expensive yes at the time this was this cost 22 million dollars which was the most That's one of the most expensive money. tv movies ever and considering the fact that it is basically one two sets you have outdoor farm area you have the bar and you have the house but once so you once all you, that money went to puppets once you start getting into animatronics and puppets like it just because it looks like it's one practical yeah. set like 
there are so many things that you have to build into it. Yeah, the money went to the puppets and probably the voice actors. Yeah. I imagine Patrick Stewart and Kelsey Grammer were not cheap. And also working with animals can get pricey. Training animals is probably pricey. They They probably killed a lot of animals for this movie. That was the thing that I kept thinking was like, my God, to get that horse to carry that cart, they had to have killed like six horses. They Um, they just said, do you have it? And the director's like, we don't have it. Bring me another. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mark, that's going to do it for Animal Farm. And that's going to do it for our month of literary classics as television movies. But we look forward to next month, September. Yes. Fall is quickly approaching. Andrew, what is our theme for September? We're looking forward to that fall classic, the sport everyone talks about this time of year. We're looking at baseball movies. Isn't baseball more of a summer thing? In postseason baseball (laughs) movies. (laughs) The boys of postseason baseball. The boys of fall are back. You know, we're we're gearing up for the uh, you know the October Classic. Okay, when is the World Series? You know, like a bit like November usually. It's like it's like a Christmas. I think it's like a Christmas game. <laughs> February. It's, it's usually it's the Lions. Like right after Valentine's Day. Yeah, you the go Lions and, see... and the Bears play on Thanksgiving, yeah. and then the World Series on Christmas. I remember Everybody, this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we're going to be looking at baseball movies through the month of September. And for our first lineup, we have this classic. From 1980, and it's called The Comeback Kid. That what you had in mind? Yeah, that's right. Well, you can forget it. Why? Because I said so. And who are you? I'm the new coach. Where's Megan? She's she's around. Listen, Matt, you... My name is Bubba Newman. Some of you kids who go to baseball games may know me. Yeah, well, anyway, I'm your new coach here. So we'll be getting to know one another... Weren't you that whiner we saw on the field? What'd you say? You mean the guy who was sleeping out there with all those beer cans? Yeah. Was that you? Yeah, that was me, and now this is me. I'll be letting you know what's going down. Andrew, that story seems fresh and original and new. That's right. Where have we ever heard a down-and-out former baseball player helping a bunch of uh, underprivileged youths get a a baseball team together? Sounds great. I mean, that sounds like a real bad news story, if I can be so bold. Uh, It sounds like somebody's playing hardball (laughs) starring Keanu Reeves. Hard. (laughs) They're playing hardball. Hard. Mark, that's going to do it for this episode of TV Movie Night. If you would like to listen to past episodes, you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. You can email us at TV Movie Night Podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can leave a review there. It really helps out a lot. You can subscribe to us on Stitcher, Stitcher. which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more. SoundCloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. Mark, is there anything else? Andrew, I have a big book report due tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, have we watched a TV movie version of uh, the Book of Job? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it was called um, I think it was called Bud and Lou. 
Oh, that'll work. Yeah. I'll, so, just, I'll uh, just turn that in. Yeah. Don't, don't you remember that, that Bible verse where he's like, and yay, Job said of all the strawberry molds, <laughs> this, this is the, the best. best. Job 617. Yeah. Everybody remembers and, that. And it was good. And it was.